<laughs> yes. Okay. You get a pass. You get a pass. All right. What's up guys. So welcome back to another episode of Dougster Bob discussions, but you will notice if you're watching the video that it, there's another guy here at the table and this is Barrick. You guys hear me talk about him all the time. I think they noticed me if I wasn't in the video, <laughs> unless you're just really good at changing voices. Um, yeah, see, that's true. But they hadn't talked. Well, I don't know how, how this is going to be edited. Um, so anyway, my whole idea here is that I absolutely hated, well, I didn't hate it. I kind of hated it. Um, talking to the, like, I have a mirror in my room. So when I film the podcast, I kind of just talk to myself and it's kind of weird. Um, and I hated it because it's like, I just talk for 30 minutes straight. My mouth gets numb and I don't, I like, I started to be like, Oh, I hate it. Cause it's Friday. I try to film the podcast on Friday, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, I need somebody else to, uh, at least chit chat about the, the topics. So you guys will notice there's some jackass, there's some people behind us. We're here trying to set this up. This is a long story. We'll get to why we're here in the parking garage in a minute. But these guys, they came to take pictures. So you probably see them in the background, uh, hear them, all that. Maybe we'll just let them leave. But it's kind of cool, you know, we're just out here in the wild. Yes. <laughs> Nature podcast. <laughs> Nature podcast. No, I'm just going to keep going unless they drive over here and shine their lights on us. Um, so... Oh, and I wanted one, like somebody else on the podcast to one eventually interview people with and help me out with that. And then to also, um, make it to where I'm talking less and, uh, just have it more of like a conversation factor. Barrick and I, after we ride, we'll stand at our cars for how long? Like an hour, I think. Yeah, probably like an hour. So the security guard leaves and then a different one comes back and says, the park's closed. Like... We haven't been standing there. Like we were there when the, we know the park's closed, dude. We're just talking, leave us alone. Uh, so anyway, another reason why I don't particularly love the security guard, um, aside from that last thing with the kids laying down the bowl. Um, so anyway, I was like, Beric, let's be on my podcast. We'll, you'll co-host with me, like whatever. If we make any money, you can have half of that. And then um, he said, okay, but Beric's really flaky. So huh. he's actually... <laughs> He's actually here though. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I was like, let's just do it on zoom. You know, we can, didn't, you know what, Barrick, you tell the story. So anyway, this is Barrick. This is episode technically nine, but eight was just a recap of the live on Sunday because I didn't have a podcast. Um, so anyway, Barrick's going to tell us a story about why we are here out in the wild, aside from it being a pretty cool idea, um, all in all, but. So I just personally feel like zoom is not the best quality for a podcast like i personally wouldn't want to watch that and trying to film it in my room i'd get bombarded by questions with my mom and i just don't want to deal with that i'd rather just not do a podcast than get asked 21 questions so the zoom podcasts are interesting because well like we were talking about that earlier well not necessarily zoom but like when barrick watches a podcast you don't watch it so usually I have my like laptop set up yeah. and then over here I'll have my iPad and then on my iPad I'll play YouTube and watch or kind of watch and listen to the podcast there and like browse Amazon or just look at stuff. Oh, so that's... it's like there's some video that I can like peek over to, but it's more of a listening aspect yeah, yeah. while I just browse the internet. Yeah, I really like I only watch Unclicked when I need to learn something about talking about the podcast like Ryan Nyquist or whatever. Um, my grandma... She has her TV on 
And then she has her iPad. And so she's watching TV, but then she's watching YouTube on her iPad. But then she's on her phone scrolling through Facebook. And either she's the best multitasker in the world or she's not watching like anything and just taking up the internet. I don't know what's going on. Um, but so we're here at the parking garage. I was like, bro, what if I forgot to hit record? <laughs> um, I had to buy a new microphone and this thing so that we could film this. I'm not sure how the quality is going to be, but the, the podcast overall is going to be a lot better as long as we can keep it under 30% awkwardness. And uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about some upcoming events, which there's not much. Uh, Kevin Peraza's edit. Yes. We love Kevin Peraza. Oh, big fan. Um, I love Brett, Brad Sims a little more, but Barrick and I don't agree on that. Some drama in BMX. Barrick found some drama. Usually I don't have anything for that section. Then we're going to talk more about Kevin. Then we're going to talk about some product releases and some side notes. We want to talk about bike shops versus online bike shops or like essentially i think bike shops are dying but we'll we'll get into that and then i oh i almost forgot i need to read your comments from the last podcast and talk about that um okay so upcoming events alienation planetary coaster giveaway uh it's an rbmx thing uh you post your best fakie clip and you might win a free toaster so the alienation venus is just like the revolution, but yes. you had the revolution. Yes, had. I was not a big fan. <laughs> I mean, Why not? Great hub, but like for instance, whenever I came and rode here, I would like try to 180 onto the manual pad, and it engage. I would do manual 180, and as soon as I land fake, you would just engage. It was like nonstop engaging for me, but I think that's just because I like have lazy feet or something, so my front foot drops down and causes it to engage. So if you didn't have lazy feet, yeah, would like it I have rode been, with them really stiff. Yeah. And I landed like just like that. It would have been fine, but just like the slightest bit forward well, it engages. I rode it like once or twice and then it, it did engage a couple of times for me too. So how much was it? <laughs> two hundred forty oh, bucks, but I had my. a coupon code. Oh, how much did you save? I think I spent 200 for everything. Okay, Still a ridiculous bad. price. But. Yeah, well, the we the, the hybrid's supposed to be 150, 140, 140. Yes, $100 less. For a better hub? Question mark. I feel like it's going to be better for me cuz you can crank flip? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um so I want Barrick was like, buy my revolution. I'm like, no, I don't really want to buy it right now. But like if he would have gave it to me, I would have definitely ridden it. But I didn't want to buy it. Um, so, so anyway, that's a thing and maybe it's good, but like, I always talk about this, uh, when it gets brought up on the live is that I just feel like, like in barracks instance, the technology isn't fully there yet. I think they're going to keep developing it, but it, there's still bugs like it engaging things like that, but you might love it. And maybe this is a better version because Brant, I think played a big role in it. And Brant has been a lover of the planetary system for a long time. Well, I don't know if the alienation went off the <coughs> free night free coaster because I know the BSD revolution oh. um, was better than the free night. So if alienation improved on the free night, but less than BSD, it'd be worse. Yes. But if, but I mean, the free night wasn't really that bad. I don't think. Yeah. What if alienation improved on the revolution? So like free night <laughs> BSD improved, right? But then alienation took it a step further. See, I don't know what they could change though. Like, yeah, that's the weird just thing. the system, huh? Yeah. 
I, I feel like, well, we took it apart and looked at it and the slack or the, the materials seem kind of cheap to me. Yeah. I was like, this is $250. It's like plastic, right? And the, the ring or whatever it is. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, hold on. I got... <laughs> I'm trying to find the, the comments. So I just have them. I can just swipe over to them when we get to the end, like it's a little premature, but oh, it's a lot of stuff about flatland. Cool. Um, so anyway, guys, win that hub for us and then let us know if it's better than the revolution. Yes. Uh, upcoming event. Another one is Corey Burglar versus Morgan Wade. Uh, somebody mentioned this a few weeks ago to talk about in the drama section. I haven't really seen anything and I don't really pay attention to it, but Barrick knows a little bit. And I think a big thing is whether or not they were serious or not. And like, what are they going to do? Like, who's going to win? What's going to happen? So, I mean... I forgot what post it was, but they said they for sure were not serious. That is just all. Scotty pretty much said they're just trying to like overhype it. So everybody yeah. gets like really excited about it because it's going to be a big, huge event. Um, But my prediction. Our friends are back. <laughs> not friends. <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, I think Morgan Wade is going to win it. And then Corey Burglar is going to throw his little fit. <laughs> be like, oh, you got home park advantage. Like play it at one of our parks here in New Jersey, and Morgan Wade's gonna agree, go up there someday. They're gonna play. Corey Burglar's gonna win, and then Scotty's gonna be like, "Oh well, we need to have a third and final game at like Woodward or something. Just end it all, like just tail whips in different parks across all Woodward." So you think this is like a marketing scam? Well, I don't think it's a marketing scam. I just, I mean, my money's on Morgan Wade. Morgan Wade's the best. <laughs> But I don't know. I think they'll try to build off of it. And if Corey Burger, Burger, <laughs> if Corey Booger wins, ah, uh, I don't know what they'll do then. Yeah. Well, how are they determining a winner? It's just a classic game of bike, but with only whips. Yes. So do you remember Mike Payne? The El Paso rider. Mm. Yes. But he was here. Um, we didn't, I don't know. I couldn't tell if he was talking shit about me or if like he just had tough love for me. I can't tell. But anyway, he's, he moved away, but he posted a thing about Morgan Wade doing something. I think a table. And I thought it was turned down. It's like Corey Burglar doing a bad turn. Down. Yes. That's what yeah. it was. That's what it was. He posted a bad turn down from Corey Burglar and said something like, if you could turn down better, you wouldn't need to play a game of whip or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I think he got butt hurt on it. Oh yeah. But was he just, you know, joking like he was, they're pretty mean to each other. If my friends were like that, I'd either fight them <laughs> or not be friends with them. No taken. <laughs> but now I know Kurt, Corey Burglar. I hate his name. Yeah. You can't say it. <laughs> uh, he responded back with like a better picture of a better turndown and it was like passive aggressive with it. Yeah. And Payne was like, Oh, I was just kidding around. Like just, it's all jokes. But I mean, Oh, no, I feel like that's all the older generation is. It's just mean to each other. Roast. I know. Like uh, that one guy. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, anyway, so I don't know what's going on with that, but but you think they're going to... Okay, wait. So Corey Burglar, is he constantly on Scotty's channel? Mm. Or he's just kind of in the friend group? He, he's on there majority of the time. I know Maddie is helping Scotty a lot with his YouTube. Yeah. So it's mainly just like Scotty and Maddie with like guest appearances by Corey Burglar and Got you. I like not I don't think Corey's that good. 
but I haven't seen a lot. Like I, I really had no idea who he was until this Morgan Wade thing came around. And I mean, I guess it doesn't matter for say Scotty's channel. You just have to be entertaining. Oh, yeah. um, maybe he is pretty good on an airbag. <laughs> just kidding. According not to Morgan Wade. <laughs> oh yeah. He cased that one, huh? Yeah. Um, and then do the damn jam May 8th. It's the capital BMX thing. I talked about it when they first were talking about it. Uh, it's in Kansas city, May 8th, dance comp and Eastern are sponsoring it. I wonder if the first spot's going to be a bankrupt. <laughs> Please don't hate me. I love you. Dance comp. <laughs> he said that earlier. Cause <laughs> Because at one point, both the companies were severely struggling. So we were talking about it, and he was all, I hope they're, or what did you say? The first spots of bankrupt? Yeah. <laughs> um, this is all jokes. Yes. Unless. Um, okay. So that's upcoming events. Recent events, Kevin Praz's edit. We love Kevin. Oh, yes. And the edit was whack. Oh, yeah. Um, in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. Good way for sure. I don't know how we're not promoting monster. I don't know how he, uh, or Aquafina <laughs> sponsor. Um, no, but we, we both like, uh, when we were talking about it, we both knew right away that nose uh, on the wall, nose 180 on a wall. Oh yeah. Like the crazy slant with the bench. Yeah. We'll put, we'll have to put the clip on the YouTube version. I don't know what to say. That was just whack. Like the oh, whole yeah. thing, he, my favorite thing definitely, you guys hear that car? My favorite thing definitely about him is, well, he's been able like in his X Games Real Street to take his crazy park skills, but like actually do them in street in a way that looks good. Like it's not hop double whips, but it's just crazy, uh, what, grind to decade? Wasn't that something in there? Yeah, like... <laughs> upper decade or something yeah i think that's really like that takes special i talk about a lot how uh to make bmx look easier to a certain extent like kevin definitely does that flawlessly and it's it's an art form for sure because not many people are able to do that and just his edits i i feel like i don't know for sure but i feel like it's all first try you think so well i don't know when i was watching the Oh, the Dennis Anderson. Don't break my heart. God, I forgot what. <laughs> it's when they do the cash for tricks. The king of the oh, king yeah, of the yeah, gym. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Peraza was in there, and I mean the dude just like always going the street. Like, yeah, but I mean he was like landing a lot of stuff, but then there was a lot of stuff he wasn't landing mm. first try. But I mean the dude definitely puts in work for his riding, which is honorable. <laughs> yeah, when I was in uh, San Diego, I ran into him at Linda Vista. And he was doing, like, I, I mentioned this before, I think it was bar, no, 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 can to feeble to no-footed can. Oh, yeah. And for the USL thing. And it didn't take it, it wasn't first try, and I was surprised. And, but then there was, like, random things in the bowl that were crazy first try. And so, yeah, like, maybe he just puts in a lot of work, like you said, I don't know. Well, I know one of the clips he was trying was, like, 360 over a, like, plastic barricade thing. Mm-hmm to nose manual on a sidewalk to 180 out at the jam thing or the yeah. usl the uh king of the jib wait so 360 over a barricade yeah like hop 360 to okay. drop nose so it'd be like 360 over something onto this and like quick nose 180 or maybe he was trying nose three i don't know it was something like crazy i've tried well like that ledge behind us 
to half cab nose. Yeah. That's hard. Oh yeah. And that's like this high off the ground. Could you imagine off of a, <laughs> what? The table high? <laughs> God, that guy's insane. I love Kevin. And he's always smiling. Oh yeah. But we'll talk, that. we'll talk about, so Kevin's our writer spotlight. We'll talk about him a little bit more um, because we both love Kevin. Uh, but the USA BMX freestyle event in Tucson happened. And that was one thing that I kind of talked about, uh, as an upcoming event, I was going to go out there and then I just didn't because of, uh, I hurt my neck. I was going to sleep in my mom's air mattress over there. And like, I was not about (laughs) that. So, so I didn't go, but there were some highlights. Um, Barrick's favorite, I think was a crash clip, but, uh, (laughs) I don't think that was part of the event. (laughs) Some poor kid. Um, no, but I don't know. So funny story. I, I saw the winner, very good tricks. Uh, vital posted it, right? Was it vital? I believe so. Um, we'll put this up on the screen too, but, uh, I told Barrick we should buy a projector and like project it somewhere in the background. And then <laughs> anyway, that won't work. Obviously it could, but, but anyway, um, I think the first clip was like a 720 bar and then he did like a bar to whip air and then a oppo whip and then probably a bar to whip probably a bar to whip and and that was the winning run and i commented and i said that variety with the the sexting emojis <laughs> essentially and um some people like my comment Barrick wasn't sure if i was being condescending or serious though you'll never know maybe i was you'll never know um so anyway though but but what's cool about that is they I think their main focus is essentially getting younger riders competing and and getting them used to it. Um, That's kind of how they talked about it. But then they had an open class with the older guys, like that guy that won and it's windy. Um, But you're not a competition guy. No. Why? I I just, I mean, definitely not my type of riding. I do take a lot of (laughs) tries to land a trick. Definitely not a first try kind of guy. And if I am, the trick's not that good. It's uh, it's really hard. So, like, your first try, try tricks aren't very good? No. I can get a lot of stuff first try, but in a contest setting, I I freeze. Like, I get chills even though it's hot and, like, like sweaty. Ner- <laughs> like, it's I'm a wreck, man. It's Like, in England, I did the one contest. I could not focus. I just did, like, 10 foot jams in my run. It was embarrassing because <laughs> I kept losing speed, so I'd foot jam. And anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> freestyle event happened. Contest would be fun to get back into. Um, we can, we'll talk about Olympics one day when it comes up because I think, I don't know, like, there's that big debate on whether it's ruining the sport, and I think, I think people are starting to see where it's going eventually. So, like, USA BMX Freestyle if they're working with UCI points, I don't know if they are, um, and you need those points to qualify for Olympics or to even compete uh, for a spot in the Olympics. But I think they're seeing that maybe their only competition is UCI and they can maybe get in that direction. I think Woodward, I burp. I think Woodward is starting to see that maybe that's the direction they need to pivot to get people uh, more hyped on it. So they got Jamie Bestwick and Ryan Nyquist on board who Ryan Nyquist is actually the coach of the B- USA BMX Olympics. You didn't know that, did you? No. Cause I you didn't watch the podcast that on. I told you to do to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so yeah no he's the even Barrick is like I tried to watch it it just wasn't very interesting yeah I think I started playing Among Us <laughs> um so he's he's coaching he started out coaching the girls and he was wanted to compete in the Olympics and then it just didn't work out for him because he was doing mountain bike at one point I didn't know that in BMX um but so he's coaching but anyway so with Woodward bringing him on board he's able to to help pivot camp in a way that's going to gear kids um into competition riders because if Olympics becomes the biggest thing and parents start competitive parents start throwing their kids into the sport like I want you to be an Olympic you know like they do with other things they're like you're going to be a swimmer so like you start swimming when you're five and no breaks and blah 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 Um, Woodward is going to be positioned perfectly like hey we have the best coaches like we're going to help your kids be in the Olympics and I think that's they're they're getting on board with it I don't know there's a lot of money in the Olympics oh yeah Last thing about that, just because I, I don't even think that was a note, but it's something I wanted to touch on because Nyquist talked about like at the prime when him and Mira were, were at the top of the game, um, they were making like six figure contracts right before an event. So they'd be at like X games about to drop in their agent would have them sign something, right? Slap a sticker on his helmet. And that, that was their contract. And he's like, it just crazy things too. Um, a lot of it was in the internet age, but if that's how Olympics is going to go, then they, uh, you got to be watching my back because I can't. Um, if that's how Olympics is going to go, then, you know, when Olympics happens, like maybe people are going to be throwing money at BMX riders just like they were back in that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't, I don't think there's that much money in it. Yeah, I don't think BMX and Olympics is really going to blow up unless it's racing. Because it's just like, <laughs> well, everything in Olympics has like an end goal. Like, let's see you could run the fastest. Let's see you could swim the fastest. Let's see you could throw this the furthest. So we're going down this road. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> so that is a really good point because it's tough to say, um, like you said, you know, it, it's like a black and white line. Who what? ran the fastest? Yeah. But you can argue, like we were just talking about the Chase Hawk versus Daniel Sandoval in Austin X Games. Yes. Um, Daniel Sandoval got ripped off for sure. Definitely not. <laughs> but but BMX, like you're saying, is so creative that how do you put a point on somebody's style or somebody's creativity? Well, it's like the variety. <laughs> and I mean, Daniel Sandoval is a good rider, but I just wasn't like in love with his run. It was... God, especially when he just stayed in that one section yeah. for too long. It was lots of bars, whips, where Chase Hawk was, like, flowing the whole bowl, kept his speed good, good flow, like, tables, turndowns, tricks everywhere. Like, and I mean, <laughs> as far as I know, that's what they said they were going to base the competition on because yeah. it was a bowl contest. It wasn't, like, typical park, like, yeah, yeah. deer best tricks contest. So, yeah, and you said our i saw a picture where it was like chase hawks run right and it was mapped out in lines and yes. it was all like all over the park where daniel sandoval was like back and forth yeah and uh and stuff like that but that's really hard to say like you can't say or, or you could i guess you could say uh 50 tail whips is 100 points you know yeah. but only 30 tail whips is only worth uh, 70 points. So, so you could base the whole Olympics, the whole Olympic park <laughs> off of a, one trick and you could judge it that way. Like, yeah. cause that's a black and white line. Did they do a hundred tail whips or not? 
or just do like video games and be like, Telps will start off at 500 points, but then you get reduced 50 each one you do. <laughs> Could you imagine being a judge and you're like, oh, tell up, oh, tell up, oh, wait, this one's worth, this one's worth less. Oh, oh, and then you just oh, be like that one video with that one guy. It's, like, it's the weekend, baby. <laughs> like, well. Fucking steak, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we got to find that video and throw it up. That's funny. Hey, it's Saturday night. It's fucking steak night, baby. Fuck, man. Steak night and red wine, baby. Yeah. This time I'm doing the steaks on the grill. Fuck yeah. If you don't deserve a steak, you're a pussy. Fuck man. Fucking Saturday night. Yeah, it's celebrate. Fucking Saturday night. Fucking steak night, baby. Fuck. Yeah, look at those. Um. Yeah. So I mean, but that is an option. Just pick one trick. But that would be horrendous. Oh yeah. Absolutely horrendous. I don't know what's going to happen. It, and we would have known by now if COVID wouldn't have canceled the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, well. So anyway, USA BMX freestyle. <laughs> See, what are we at? We're at like 28 minutes and we're, we're only halfway through. Whereas when I do this on my own, I'd be ripped through the list. I'd be in bed. My, my phone told me it's bedtime. Sorry, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is good. I think an hour long podcast is solid. I think two hours is too long. Barrick thinks 20 minutes is good. Like 20 or 30 minutes. <clears throat> Maybe 45 max. Look guys, we love you. We're going to give you the longest podcast ever. <laughs> drama. This is exciting. Cause we were talking about, well, first drama was, uh, somebody commenting on an RBMX post. Uh, about so but, but we we brought in the topic we'll probably go for an hour on just this now but uh two brands that have severely lost reputation and they're billed back uh so first is eastern uh robbie and i the team manager follow each other and i reached out to him because i have seen it, over the last few years they've made significant uh i'd say attempts to to make Eastern, like to bring Eastern back. And I know that's a big goal of his and I see that he's really putting in work, um, but I, I can't attest to their quality or anything like that because I haven't hmm. wrote anything. But what happened? Because I have no idea. They used to be super popular. As, see from, I'm like not 100% sure what happened, but I think they went bankrupt or oh. they owed like a lot of people. Well, I mean, I guess that is bankrupt. <laughs> a lot of people money. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's a difference between debt and bankruptcy. <laughs> To me, bankrupt's like you're just out of money, but that's like you're out of money and you owe people money. <laughs> you're out of money and you're negative. And so, so they just went bankrupt. That's yeah. what you, you think. Yeah, I know they burned a lot of bridges. By? Just screwing over people with the money, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think this is... So I, I rant a lot about mafia and elite and how they suck money out of the economy. Yes. Um, I don't think Eastern's particularly on that level because at one point they were sponsoring riders. I don't know how much. And they are, well, I, well see, they're sponsoring the Capital Jam. So they're, they're sponsoring events and kind of helping out in the community, which is to me a, a lot better than if you, I forgot about my buttons. I'm going to have to start using them. <laughs> we have buttons. Okay. But anyway, got to keep that fresh. Um, <laughs> ADD. <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, sponsoring events. Oh, so, <clears throat> oh, but anyway, nobody knows. I mean, I'm sure you could find the guy that owns Eastern, but for example, Colt, right? Like Robbie Morales is huge in the community. He does a lot for everything. Everyone knows who he is, oh, yada, yeah. yada, 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 but who owns Eastern? 
Exactly. Oh, was like Robbie Taylor? No, <laughs> he's just... the team manager. Oh. <laughs> and Robbie's a solid guy. But yeah, so I don't know who's running it. But it, it like ideally, you know, if you can start a company and get it big enough and you just pay somebody 50K to run it and you keep the profits, like that's a solid thing. You don't have to worry about it. You got one guy stressed the fuck out trying to run your company for you, <laughs> but you're good. And uh, that's how it is for a lot. That's why people hate capitalism. And from the aspect of a business owner, capitalism's great because you just pay other people to deal with your problems if you're a good, good leader, manager. And uh, <laughs> but from the, the minimum wage worker, capitalism <laughs> is not it. Oh, yeah. um, okay, so they burned a lot of bridges, but they're trying to come back. I yeah. always wanted the trail digger frame. Huh. Right? I know like back in the day, I was in love with the... Uh, Grim Reaper. Yes. That's what I meant, not Trail Digger, oh. the Grim Reaper. It was like, I think they made a titanium version. Yes. Like it was just incredibly light. Tie bars, forks, and frame. Nobody's doing that. But it's expensive, and I think... That's why I, they went bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> they spent too much money on tie. Um, I think they... Their stuff broke quite quite often. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, God, one of my favorite memes was like, bro, I bought Eastern Grips a, mo- a week ago and they broke on me. <laughs> That's kind of savage. So what was the, the comment for the drama section? <laughs> so I think, yeah, it was RBMX posted a picture of Eastern's new four-piece bars. Okay. <laughs> Super strong, whatever. And oh, let's read it. Uh, Eastern just dropped some new four-piece bars redesigned by Robbie Taylor. The team-level four-piece bars are built super strong with extra-thick, multi-butted, heat-treated chromoly tubing, 8.75-inch rise. Okay, you don't care about the specs, but uh, pick them up at your local Eastern dealer today or hit the link in their bio for more info. <laughs> oh, I see some good comments. Okay, but what happened? Uh, so it's Chad's group comment. <laughs> Where he just laughs. Robert Laughing Taylor's emoji. like, thanks, dog. I appreciate you. I don't know who Chad Groot is. I oh, he's got 20K. I swear he has something to do with profile. He's voted the number 14th most influential rider by Transworld. Okay. Um, so he put laughing face. And then uh, Matt Hydebeast. Who's this? Is he just a random Bob? He's just a random Bob. He said, y'all said super strong and Eastern in the same <laughs> <laughs> sentence. Um, interesting. So anyway, if you guys end up with those bars, let us know. Um, I don't know. I feel like here's the thing, just based off some recent research, everything is made by the same people in Taiwan, (laughs) like not everything, but almost everything. And where, where it gets different here, I think is the riders you sponsor and the way, I mean, granted, I think S and M is pretty good, right? They're handmade. Oh, yeah, I think... Or made here. Made here in the USA. Not Las Cruces. No. <laughs> um, but but for the most part, like, everything's made in the same spot. Like, I'm sure Eastern and Kink and Mission and, like, Rant and... I don't know. Probably not We the People. But I'm sure it's all just made in Taiwan. You know, same thing. Um, so, but, but this does said heat-treated chromoly. We were talking about the difference where, like, Kink... Uh, most of their aftermarket parts are heat treated, but mission, not particularly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's some drama, but I think I, I'm, I think BMX is at the point right now. This is what I see, um, where there's a lot of people getting into it and a lot of people are sold out 
and either Eastern was behind on production on stuff or like they're jumping on this opportunity, but they do have complete bikes out right now. And if they're able to get those in front of enough people who are looking for bikes and their quality is good enough to carry out for a couple of years, like that could really build up their reputation because there's a whole new, like our generation, I think we were riding Eastern when it was cool or I was, I got a complete, um, that was one of my second or third, I broke it, but it was, <laughs> it was one of my second or third, it, it was try Molly. Um, it was one of my second or third completes and then <laughs> It happens. I broke a lot of bikes. I broke a, I haven't broke my fit Dugan frame, but anyway, um, and then it kind of died out and there's a new generation of riders. Like I used to be the young kid at the park and chase was like the medium guy. And now I'm the chase chase is the old guy. So I'm the old guy to these younger kids that are getting back into it. So for them, they don't necessarily know anything about Eastern and maybe they're going to like revitalize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope that would, I hope, I hope it, it goes good. Cause BMX surprisingly doesn't really have that many companies. I don't think. Yeah. Well, I mean, neither does skating. It seems like that's true. I mean, just from working at zoomies, there was always like the, I don't know. It just seemed like a bunch of different decks and the like couple trucks, couple bunch wheels. of what decks <laughs> D E C K S. <laughs> hope I spelled that right. <laughs> Deeks. Um, Wait, I was trying to say Dex, but like with an act. Anyway, never mind. Um, <laughs> I hate it here. Okay, Dan's Comp. That's the other one. So, yes. so they're both sponsoring the Capital thing, but they both had the thing. You guys have heard me talk about Dan's a lot. Um, but one thing I mentioned was that they were essentially over-promising having parts in stock and then not having them and then not actually shipping them. Like people weren't getting their parts for months. And... Then they got bought out by A-Main and Salvador Blanco, the guy from the live, bought a complete kink from them, um, the Williams. Nice. And that's why I asked you about that. their free coaster. Is it FX2 that comes on it? That I'm not yeah. sure. Anyway, one of them, um, it broke on him in like a month and he contacted kink and contacted dance and he cc'd me in all the emails so it's really cool to see he he emailed nathan williams too like all all four of us are in this and he said i'm very disappointed this happened like haven't had it very long blah 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 i bought a replacement wheel the exact same wheel and uh it broke also and i was like dang that's bad so first of all shame on kink um i like kink i love kink but shame on that because i'm learning they knew about the problem but this Dance comp ties in here later. I'm not just <laughs> ranting, I promise. Um, so he emailed all these people. Kink said, you need to deal with Dance Comp because you bought it from Dance Comp. And then Dance Comp said, you need to deal with kink because this is a manufacturer problem. What the f- Oh. Hey, they're leaving. I hate it here. <laughs> um, our next spot. So real quick, I should have said this in the intro, but I, my idea with this is when Barrick said, well, can we just film it outside somewhere else? I was like, well, that's annoying. It took us forever to set up and move stuff around. Um, but I was like, this would be cool. Cause we'll film, we'll set up in different street areas as long as there's an outlet and we'll film like a minute long riding clip or something like a, a mini edit to go with it. And we'll sit here, we'll film the podcast and we'll go ride. And so that'll be fun. But anyway, uh, the dance comp thing, God, this podcast is all over the place. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get out of here. Hold on. We're going to let them rev their engine. I'm so impressed. I'm going to tell them to shut up. <laughs> I, I was going to fight the security guard, so I'll definitely fight this kid. 
I wasn't really going to fight the security guard. I'm a good guy. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't have either. <laughs> so tell him a story about that time where you <laughs> did not have my back. So, damn it, part two. <laughs> oh, we were at a gas station. And I forgot Pick what. quick. Oh, yeah, probably went in for scratchers. Oh, Missed yes. those. Yeah, lots of scratchers. And, yeah, so Doug gets into my passenger seat, opens the car door, shuts it. Dude in a truck next to us just starts freaking out. And he's like, mm. and we're like, did you hit my truck? We look. Doug's like, no. He's like, no, 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 no. Did you hit my truck? And Doug's like, dude, I didn't hear your truck. He's like, no, nah, did you hit my truck? Doug's like, I didn't hit your truck, bro, and flipped him off. <laughs> this so. is a 16-year-old man. I was pretty re rebellious. So I just started leaving the parking lot to go across the street to where Doug's car was. Homie follows us, pulls up next to us, and I forgot what he started with. They were driving all psycho, first of all. Oh, yeah. And they pulled up next to us, right? And, uh, yeah, I can't remember how that went. But he, windows down, like, next to us while we are driving. We were by Jack in the Box. I think my car was parked at Jack in the Box. Because we'd always ride, we'd go to Jack in the Box, eat, go get scratchers from Pickwick, <laughs> lose like 10 bucks, go back. Um, and then he was saying like, God, what was it? I, either, I think they wanted to fight me. There's like three of them. Yeah, there was such. like some random dude that popped up from the back yeah. seat. <laughs> Cholos. Um, and so anyway, I, I don't know how it all went, but, but what I remember <laughs> is them saying, um, Barrick's like, <laughs> how did it go? I was just like, bro, like your truck didn't get hit. I don't know what you're freaking out about. Can we like just, just chill out and have ourselves a good night? He was like, no, 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 no. You're cool, <laughs> but your friend's a bitch. And Barrick said, yeah, my friend is a bitch, and uh, de-escalated the whole. He didn't have my back. I was like, let's fucking go. Right? Huh. No, I probably wasn't like that, but no. But I probably would have tried to fight him because I'd never been in a fight, and in high school I was like full of testosterone. <laughs> And See, then Barrick didn't have my back, and I was like, well, it's 3v1 instead of 2v3, so we can't do that. Well, I just hated it, because I was, it was my car, I had nothing to do with it, <laughs> and the driver's like, bro, I'm gonna fuck up his car, it's like, you're oh, not gonna yeah, fuck up his car. Oh yeah, that's what we were saying, yeah. And I was like, like, why am I involved in this? <laughs> we literally did nothing. Um, so next time, well, I almost got beat up another time, just random with the miles thing, right? We'll talk about that someday, <laughs> that's funny. But okay, wait, they're gone, we're gonna bring it back back now that'll be a good clip um so we, oh dan's comp come back okay fast forward uh dan's comp said you need to email kink about this am i too loud no okay kink said you need to deal with dan's comp and what happened long story short is even though it's kink's problem like i feel like kink should have dealt with that i don't their hub quit working after a month <laughs> well i'll get into my story about dance comp and profile after this oh um okay so anyway i feel like kink should have dealt with that and what happened to this poor guy he bought another wheel because he thought it would work and then it didn't so that's definitely a kink problem um and so what happened um his ticket got escalated to a main from dance comp and the service manager essentially said hey man keep the wheel keep the bike we're just going to send you a brand new shadow wheel or something like that and just put it on, like, don't worry about it. And uh, we'll, we're just going to send it, blah, blah. And he's in Japan, so they're dealing with all this overseas, which I'm sure shipping is not cheap. Oh, no. And uh, so so I was like, you know, there's a siren now. 
So kudos to them. That's really cool to, to do that because, you know, a lot of companies would not take that, say, oh, it sucks, man. Um, so I was like, like Dan's comp, I used to buy from them. I, one, I'm salty because they never wanted to work with me. Sad. <laughs> um, two, so, so that's part of my bias. But two, like what happened when they almost when they sold essentially like that's really bad and there's not very many trusted bmx shops oh, and yeah. for that to happen like that's really sus but i think with a main i think genuinely they're doing really good mm. so what's your drama with dan's comp so i mean it's not really profile's fault it's more of a paypal thing test how old i am so dan's comp like just introduced paypal so i was like heck yeah i love paypal <laughs> Bought some profile spline drive cranks. I think it was like on a Sunday. So since Dance Comp wasn't open, they charged me. But then when they opened up, they charged me again. Ooh. So it like threw me into the negatives. I'm freaking out because cranks are like 150 yeah, bucks. Yeah. So I called PayPal. I was like, hey, I got double charged. Like, what do I do? And they're like, oh, try calling the company, see like what they can do. Called Dan's comp and I was like, hey, like I got double charged for this. Like, what do you guys do about it? They're like, oh, you have to contact PayPal. <laughs> I was like, oh. So I called PayPal. I was like, look, I contacted them. They said I have to contact you. They're like, yeah, we can get it taken care of. I was like, wow. Like, I know this Why'd been done they the send first you time. On a wild goose chase. So that took kind of a while. <laughs> got my money back. Got a call from Dan's comp. Guy like, not really pissed off at me, <laughs> but he was like, dude, why'd you call PayPal? We could have taken care of that. <laughs> Nah. I was like, oh my god like <laughs> just one of you could have taken care of it the first time how long ago was that oh it was a long long uh, time so ago. like before they were uh back when they were family owned oh yeah oh. um so you're looking at to buy from dance comp again yes just because they they don't have a lot of stuff in stock i lied <laughs> they really don't they do <laughs> oh but don't buy any of it <laughs> yes not until after i make my purchase well so speaking of that the shadow voltus forks um that's something we're going to talk about in product or like product releases even though it's not a release they said they're back in stock now um we skipped over the rider spotlight but that's okay we'll get back to that we're going to product releases because it's all over the place yeah the shadow voltus adjustable forks i'm gonna buy them uh, if i wouldn't have just spent lots of money on this stuff um <laughs> Eventually, I'll buy them uh, once I pay down my PayPal credit. But I want them because you can snap in and, and go from like, I think it's 22, 25, and 27. So it's really not that much. See, I thought it was just two adjustments when I read it. Mm, it's three now. Huh. Um, here, I'm going to look real quick just because um, to prove you wrong. Oh, wrong DMs. Uh, so three adjustments, that's kind of cool. But I don't know. You, you had bad luck with Shadow. Or no? No. I you like never Shadow. broke anything? Um, I mean, the Interlock Supreme Chain a couple times. How? That thing's indestructible. I don't know. Okay. It broke it like a week ago or something. 22, 25, or 28? Yeah, that's not really. Yeah. I mean, I think 22 would be fun, but I also want to test out 15, which you can't do. So, but anyway, those are back in stock and I want some, so don't buy them, please. Where's it in stock from? Um, the other thing was the Fly Magneto Hub. I think is that kind of similar to the, oh, Comet Donkey commented on it, weird. Um, <laughs> and Ben Whiptack, I like Ben. <clears throat> but, but is this hub like the BSD Revolution? Do you know? 
See, I thought the Fly one used like a whole different type of driver thing. But in terms of like free coaster, instant engagement, instant disengagement, or no? Oh, no, it's just a cassette all the time. Oh, I thought it was... <laughs> I've been putting some misinformation out there on the internet. <laughs> I found the crackhead. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> no, I really thought it was like a free coaster. See, you learn something new every day. <laughs> Um, okay. So I thought the magneto system, well, maybe not. I can't remember. I wrote about it at one point, but I feel like I thought it used Mac. Okay. Why don't they do this then? Why did, why isn't the clutch system magnetic to engage and disengage free coaster? Don't steal my idea. We, the people, um, <laughs> shots fired. No, but, but I feel like that could make sense. Well, no, cause I thought the driver was like, I don't know it's set up a certain way. And then the Hub set up a certain way as well. Obviously. But it's like different from a traditional cassette. So when it like, oh, when it passes through the driver, it pushes it away, but then the magnets pull it back together. And when you pedal, it all comes together. Uh, but so it's like, I don't know. I Fly's interesting, but here's the thing. This is something I learned. Well, you talk about it too. Kiss. Oh, keep it simple, stupid. Why, why? Like, why reinvent the wheel, you know? Yeah. Especially because I know it's it's a lot more expensive than uh, a traditional cassette. But I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong here. Uh, the Shadow yeah. Creeper... Oh, wait. You guys talk about the Magneto more. The oh. Shadow Creeper tires are out. Um, I don't know how I feel about them, but some people love them. That that's these, these aren't new products, guys. These are just, like, products going back in stock because there's been a lot of things out of stock. And it just gives me something to talk about. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> perfect opportunity for the button. The, oh, Menace, Menace, oh, God. Merit Tennis Balls. What are your thoughts on that? I'd personally buy it. You're just dumb. A little bit of flavor. It's like one of those things, I don't know, just from working retail, it's always about the little sales. So you like buy some bars from Merritt, you buy some forks, or you buy like a wheel and you're like, oh, tennis balls would look good in this wheel and they're here. So might as well just spend the money while I'm here. It's just always a little thing. Like we'd sell shoes and be like, bro, you could buy socks and like have fresh socks in your fresh shoes. And like, that does sound nice. You know like what? go buy socks. We'll take some fresh socks and with it's my like, fresh shoes. Bro, I actually know like we have a good shirt that would match those shoes really nice. It's right there. And I'd be like, bro, this does match. I'll take it. They're like. While you're buying the shirt, you can get one half off. And they're like, oh, sick. And you're like, yeah, that round right there. So you just sold socks and two shirts. So. so is that because you're an excellent salesman or is that because of the merit tennis balls? Both. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's, this is what I said about it is you could just buy a tennis ball from Walmart and spray paint it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have the Merit logo, but I feel like, I don't know. I haven't looked at the price. You guys, if you want to buy the Merit tennis balls, buy the Merit tennis balls and put them in your wheel. They said something like, you can throw these at your wheel. I've tried that. We tried that here, right? Yes. It never worked. Oh, no. So Dude, they Ross should do Gilly a giveaway contest. Like, hire me, Montana Ricky. <laughs> do a giveaway so kids have to buy the tennis ball to throw in their wheel and whoever can get it, first try without photoshop while doing a trick or just throw it at your friend um wins a 30 percent off a t-shirt <laughs> just kidding that was a jab at uh tree 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 um were you gonna say something about the magneto oh uh, so they can't see this sorry no, but that's kind of how the you're done 
I'll screen record it here in a second. Well, I mean, it's just a screenshot, I guess. Oh, true. But you can kind of see how it's like, I don't know, it's just a whole different setup that seems stronger than the traditional it's, balls yeah, and so springs. Yeah, so it's always engaged until the magnets, like, um, deflect it. Well, I think it's always pushing it together. It's just when the wheel's moving, it, like, kind of forces it together, but then it snaps back. So when you're pedaling, oh. it, it brings it together. Yeah, and I mean, compared to, like, four points of engagement yeah. with cassette 3 <laughs> You got like a bunch there and it's just really strong metal on metal. So that could be the next big thing in racing. Yeah. Or even Parker trails. Sure. I don't I mean, if it was cheaper, I'd probably How much buy is it. it? That's a good question. Does do they have a quick link? So here's the problem, guys, with Instagram, speaking of which, Instagram is absolutely useless for cross anything. Like, look, they can post about this till they're blue in the face, but if I actually wanted to buy it and I can't just click on it like and go buy it. I'm not going to do it. Why Magneto Hub? Look, it, it's taking him this long. Like, if he was trying to buy the hub, RIP. And it's very expensive, right? Uh, like 225 bucks, 230 About 230 For a reinvented cassette. It does look really nice. Oh, yeah. And, oh, I, I was going to say they do the straight spoke, but that's a tree thing, huh? Tree straight spoke. I was like, this is tree. <laughs> I'm tired. Oh, my bedtime. <laughs> Eric hasn't eaten yet either. He thought he thought we'd just come here and like whip out a podcast and then I pull out like all these lights and stuff. He's like, Ugh. we have an extension cord. The first outlet we wanted to use didn't work, so we came over here. And I'm surprised we haven't got kicked out. Same. Like we we the janitor stared at us and like those kids and I don't know. But when we were riding, the cops kick us out sometimes. Yeah. Um, what am I talking about next? So those are the things. Let's talk about Kevin for a few minutes. Um, I met Kevin when I first started riding. They did a, I was living with my, my mom at the time and I was literally just getting into BMX. I thought I was good. I, I was definitely not good, but I thought I was good. So that's very important, you know, have confidence when you're young and stupid. Um, and they did a BMX thing at the park. And I said, I ride BMX, this is cool. So I'm gonna go ride BMX. Like that's what I thought. I thought I'm gonna go ride this box jump with these guys that are coming. <laughs> and I think it was a religious thing that their family was doing, but it was like Kevin and probably David and a few other good riders. He did this huge Superman seat grab, like stupid extended over the sketchy box jump. And I was like, oh, I am not good. <laughs> and so that's when I learned I was not a good rider. And uh, the super, the, Kevin's just insane. And so anyway, being around Tucson, like I was able to ride with him a handful of times. And uh, the craziest thing for me is just like how positive he is. And just, uh, I don't know, good vibes. Like Beric talked about him always smiling. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, what made me kind of, I guess, fall in love with him. <laughs> Kevin DM me. <laughs> um, so it was... I know it was X Games at Min Minneapolis, I think. Yeah. So, not trying to fire shots at anybody. <laughs> but, but Daniel Sandoval's <laughs> crybaby. More or less. <laughs> we want to be quick about it. <laughs> so, Daniel Sandoval, I mean, good rider. Had kind of a crappy run. I forgot what he messed up on. Like, he slipped pedals. But he, like, threw a world-class hissy fit. was, like, throwing his bike, sat down. I was like, meh. And I was like, that's kind of lame. Like, whatever, you know. <laughs> kind of understand it. And then Kevin... <laughs> Like, nowhere near the podium. I think it was, like, in eighth. But they're like, this is the only rider that could upset the podium. So he drops in, does, like, one trick, and then, like, immediately gets a flat. No. He flies out, and he's like, oh, thank you. I'm just happy to be here. Like, I love you guys. 
<laughs> but he was like smiling and just positive about yeah, everything. He's just like, having a good time. <laughs> that's what BMX should be about. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's how he is. Like regardless, you know, with uh, with everything. And then it's kind of a difference. I think uh, Nyquist talked a little bit about Sandoval, San, Sandoval, um, in the uh, the way that he has to be really careful when he's coaching athletes. Um, because he doesn't want to come up and say, Hey, you need to do this. Cause imagine with that attitude, like how he would take something like that, Oh yeah, you know, but he's at the top of like where he's at for a reason because he takes it very seriously, but Kevin's able to ba balance that really well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, dude. So happy all the time. I think, and maybe that's what makes it like his riding so different from everyone because it's not like. I don't think he necessarily strategizes too much competition wise. Um, I could be very wrong, but he, uh, I think he just is like, Oh, this looks fun. I'm going to do a, a wall ride 180 bar to half cab whip in the quarter. It's like, nobody's doing that. And he's, he, he's probably, maybe he is, but maybe he's, he's probably just thinking this sounds fun and not even thinking about how unique he could be. Um, but, but because he enjoys it, like thoroughly enjoys it, instead of just trying to do it um for i don't know there is a this book i'm reading uh it's, <laughs> shut up um no but, okay so it talk, do you know what intrinsic and extrinsic motivation is no i don't even know what motivation is at this point <laughs> what's motivation um hold on i'm gonna read it for you this is a little off topic but kind of not because um it's essentially what like what makes you feel good? Um, so intrinsic, intrinsic motivation is the act of doing something without any obvious external rewards. You do it because it's enjoyable and interesting rather than because of an outside incentive or press to do it. So like someone who's extrinsically motivated would be gunning for first place in a competition for the money or for the fame or whatever it may be. Whereas I feel like Kevin's really intrinsically motivated and just riding because of the joy and pleasure that it actually brings him. Oh yeah. But in the book, uh, barricades, he, we talk about life. I'm like, oh, I read this book. And he's like, shut up. Um, no, but in the book, it talked about how people who are more capable of unlocking a flow state and extreme athletes are more intrinsically motivated. And I, I'm going to research it more because I don't know what the correlation is. Like, maybe that's just dumb luck. But, um, but that's very, like the people who are at the top of their sport are generally intrinsically motivated. And that gets to me like, I feel like Sean Burns is intrinsically motivated. Like, he sends himself off a roof. Oh, yeah. Because he wants to? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> is life that bad, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I, Kevin, Kevin is cool. He was at the, the USA Jam. I would have would have hugged him if i saw him <laughs> well no i feel like kevin just pulls up to the skate park or wherever and is like oh, i'm just so happy to ride and then he just starts doing tricks just and goes he's like, at it oh i could add like this to this and it just like turns into bangers and it's just like okay did you watch the us his usl video the bike dice yeah yes i tried to find myself in the background <laughs> um <laughs> hello <laughs> no i wasn't in the background um but those were all chillers like I was talking about. I think most of them were anyway. But that I can't remember what he did on the bowl. It was something like, was it nose manual over a quarter to half cab whipping? I don't know. But um, anyway, Kevin Prowza, we love Kevin. Yes. Uh, do you want to say anything else about Kevin? 
I think I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Sandoval's going to fly down here to kick your ass. Uh, I got to find the notes real quick. So Only do it for back. that X. Is it? Extrinsically, but... extrinsic motivation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So speaking of that, Ryan Taylor and AJ and I. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's, see, that's the kind of, kind of trauma I want to talk about weekly, but like that just happens rarely. <laughs> so like on the next episode, BMX or Barry gets his ass kicked by uh, uh, Daniel Sandoval. Daniel Sandoval. Larry Edgar's buff and like they're homies. You get folded in half by Dylan Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, what, what, why was that? Uh, what was okay. I saying? Oh, I thought you said something about we the people. Oh, don't steal that idea. <laughs> <laughs> so Dylan Lloyd's going to come fold me in half. Um, no, this is all good fun, I, I hope. Um, I don't know. Some people are sensitive. Yeah. But I, I, like I told Barrick, I said, Barrick, we don't want to talk too much shit without facts, you know? Yeah. But we do want to, like, you know, bring up good points and have good discussion about it. So, so anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying this long-ass podcast. <laughs> um, okay, Kevin Peraza, we talked... I, what I wanted to have was like a, a story to tell about him or like his life. Oh, so, okay. His dad used to ride BMX. Yes. Papa Peraza. Um, their whole family rides BMX. Essentially Victor's the youngest. No, Eddie's the youngest. Eddie's interesting. Cause he's not like Kevin, David or Victor in terms of tricks, but it's still kind of crazy. Oh yeah. And then Victor is, nuts for his just victor's nuts and then david is the oldest and i i rode with shows rode in shows with david he gave me <laughs> this sounds weird but he had monster socks and after the show i was like yo i like those socks he gave them to me they were not clean and like so now we're in the age of people selling their like sweaty socks and underwear and stuff on <laughs> on what is it on only fans follow me on, on only fans <laughs> <laughs> anyway so so then like now thinking about it, that's kind of weird vibes but that was before that whole thing and um so anyway parazas are, are good people they do a lot for the community i know in tucson they had uh, a foam pit and backyard ramps and everything set up they donated all of their phone to Pre premises park when they first opened up they've done so much um, for that park and the reason they do it is to keep the scene alive in bmx because it's really for them I sorry i taco bell <laughs> not a sponsor um, but, but because the whole family genuinely loves the sport and it means a lot to them. So I think that's why they do what they do. Okay. Last thing. Finally, side notes is bike shops versus online bike shops. So we talked about, I don't remember when I talked about this. Was it the live? We talked about it after, after a sesh one time is that that kid posted about Oh, should I buy this or this guy? Should I buy this for my bike shop? Should I buy it online? And the capital guy or Tim was like, you need to buy it, buy it from your shop. And I'm like, dude, your shop doesn't give a fuck about you. Your shop literally does not care. Like there, there's a handful. I think I talked about it in the live, but our experience here in Cruces. We don't really have a local shop. Yeah. I mean, we do, but we don't. And it's, I think that's the case for a lot of people. So why, here's, here's the thought. This is my interpretation of it. Our shop has, I don't know, maybe they have like a SE bike or something like that, like BMX. I think they do a little more for racing and it's, I guess I never really thought about the racing aspect of it, but I asked that poll and I said, how do you guys fix your bike? 90% out of 300 votes, 90% said I do it myself. Yeah. Only 10% take it to a shop. 
we don't need shops anymore. Shops are dead. Yeah. You think? I mean, I feel like they are kind of dying out. I feel like they're still the people that need to like go have their bike worked on. Yeah. But I mean, BMX bikes, like in reality, are kind of easy to work on. Once, once you, you work on a car, you're like, this bike is easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't have to take off the stupid tires. Ah, like, oh, the jacks, the jack stands. Yeah. So the- so bikes really are easy to work on. Oh, yeah. I mean, the hardest thing is like a chain just because they get like annoying. And like they get all tied up. But And I think shops charge ridiculous prices. Um, oh, yeah. And they have your bike forever. Yeah. See, and that's the other thing, especially, um, well, like Stack did that one thing. Uh, we, we were reading those reviews and it was like $250 finders fee. Yeah. It's... And it's like, but the, the argument is that they're so busy fixing bikes because of COVID and all these other things is that they don't have time to look for a part for you. Hmm. And anyway, the review was like, I called them looking for a part and they said they had a $250. So if you want them to find their part, you pay them 250 <laughs> plus by the part. And the reason was cause COVID. Yeah. Just ridiculous. <laughs> Probably 225 before COVID. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of such a thing. But point is, some shops, for our industry, it should not be around. Somebody getting kidnapped? I think it's a cat fight. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I don't think, this is insensitive to say, but... I've touched on this a lot is that it's like they feel entitled to get support from oh, BMX yeah. riders, but, but that's not like the world right now because of social media and the pivot is like, we're in a giving economy is like, like, for example, the, the bike recommendations I do, right. Do the bike recommendations. That's it. You know, like I don't ask for anything. I have a donation link on them Yeah, and you, it is a cat fight. Bro, these cats are going at it. What the fuck? Is it two cats? I hope I hope it's not like fifty. <laughs> just come rushing. Yeah, just <laughs> say, oh. Um Okay, but but with the, the recommendation links, like it's a giving economy and people appreciate it. Everyone's giving stuff for free right now. Yeah. And to feel entitled in a in a retail aspect, it's like you're not there's people much 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 better than you um online so like why would i go to to ride on for example deal with that guy that's really rude yeah buy a bike from them online so they can mark it up i can wait for it right if i could just empire you love empire yes order it from empire yeah (laughs) you're actually supporting a bmx shop and like your local shop doesn't care yeah. I mean, they care that you didn't buy it from them, but that's all they care about. And that's very selfish. Yeah. I think. And with the giving economy, like people hit that donation link and just donate because they appreciate it. And it's like, I know if I charge for something like that, no, like I, I would not get any money from it. Oh, yeah. So instead of just, just give it to people. And if they feel like they, they owe you something, then they do and they will. And like, I, I, it'd be interesting to see if shops are able to figure that out and pivot that way. I don't know how you do it where you actually carry goods though. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of <laughs> Sam talking with a different shameless plug. <laughs> it was like this one. Fitment industries. <laughs> <laughs> now this one YouTuber was said something like, yeah, the reason I don't tell people to subscribe is like, if you will, if you like my content, like you're going to subscribe regardless. Yeah. Like, 
it's just stupid for me to tell you to subscribe because then you're not going to want to. Yeah. But someday you'll just be like, you know, I like this content. I'm going to subscribe. I'm going to help out this YouTuber. So I feel I, like that's kind of what. I subscribe to channels that have given me value with no expectations. Yeah. It's like, you know what? That was good. That was secret. Like that was good information. And you didn't like, like some people they'll have it throughout their video pop up with the like button. Oh, yeah. It's like, get that the fuck off my screen. <laughs> or in the middle, it's like, don't forget to smash that like button. <laughs> like, I'm going to smash like, the dislike. <laughs> it's like, bro, I'm on my TV. I'm not using my remote. <laughs> <Smash>. <laughs> uh, sue the guy for the broken TV. <laughs> so anyway, guys, uh, don't forget. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, speaking of which, okay, so so shops versus online, I guess we kind of beat the dead horse with that. Cause I've talked about that a lot recently. Cause it's a, hmm. it's an interesting topic to me because BMX is growing so much and there's a lot of debate. I, I genuinely think mark my words, guys, something is going to do to BMX shops like Amazon did to bookshops. Yeah. Don't know what it is, but this is what I've noticed. Like Amazon came around said you don't need bookshops like look just buy it from us boom 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 easy and then by uh, bookshops were like oh this sucks but <laughs> but they they like they had that opportunity too a long time ago yeah and they didn't jump on it so bike shops have an opportunity right now to figure something out and do something and they're not jumping on it so somebody else is gonna whack the bike shops you, you like we heard people don't work on their bike i think truing wheels or building wheels is something that you'd pay a bike shop an abnormally high price for. I promise you it's a really easy to build in true will. Uh, ship your wheels, you ship your spokes to BMX and Barrick and he will build. No, um, the only time I build a wheel is when I say, hey, Barrick, can you build this wheel for me? And uh, he does. So, so, so find a good friend who can true wheels. But you learned off like YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Well, first it was me just looking at a wheel and trying to mimic it. And that went horrible. I mean, it built it wheel. I just didn't know how to true. Yeah. This, the cross over the, the valve stem hole and everything. Yeah. Well, it was just cause I put in a spoke and I was like, this spoke is the length for this wheel. Tighten it as much as I can. So anytime I put a nipple on, it was just immediately tighten it as much as I can. So the wheel hop was like two inches. <laughs> And bombing hills was not fun, <laughs> but Hey, you built it. Yes. That, that's actually impressive that you just looked at it and built it like that. It took me like all day though. <laughs> um, the first thing I did when I bought my, my first bike, um, I mean, my parents bought it, but I took it completely apart <laughs> because I wanted to be able to put it back together. And that, that did go horribly wrong too. It's like, I, I finished, I put it back together. There's all these other pieces like spacers and I'm like, all the unsealed bearings and balls everywhere. <laughs> that was always my least favorite. You pull it apart and, and bearings go everywhere. <laughs> Searching forever for those little ball bearings. You're like, ah, holding it in by that little bit of grease. Uh, um, but, but for real, guys, learn how to work on your bike. Yes. Don't pay. What is it? It's probably like $60 to 50 to true a wheel. Yeah. That's my guess. I thought it was like 20 to true wheel, maybe 50 to build it. But I mean, they have it for a long time. Like, oh, yeah, mean, that's the thing we didn't touch on is like, they keep your bike forever and yeah. they work on it too. And I mean, God, one thing too is like, I mean, not trying to diss on kids or anything, but I feel like a lot of the ones that take it to bike shops are kids. 
and they're in school, their parents work, so they can't like take it to a bike shop just middle of the day when they're yeah. open. So it's like parents get off work, bike shop's closed. You wait till like Saturday and oh, you don't have a bike over the weekend. Yeah. It's like, especially if you need the repair done on like Monday and you can't get it there till Saturday. Well, shops try to have like banker hours. It's like oh. go to work at what, 10 a.m. and you close by 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah. It's like when everyone is at school and at work. And yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah. Well, I know that the Blake from the live, we got him a chain and I just called the shop and said, this kid's going to pick it up. And he's like, Oh, I, I can't get to it for a few days. It's like, dang, that sucks. You know? know, cause, cause they're closed or whatever. Cause you're a busy kid. I, I don't know. But he had a chain breaker. He didn't even need the shop to put it on. He's like 13 yeah. chain breaking stuff is a pain. Oh yeah. Especially when that pin falls out. Yeah. Some guy messaged me. So that, here's a, here's a little tip. He said, uh, it was on my chains video. He's like, bro, what do you do when you accidentally pop this <laughs> pin out all the way? It's like cry. <laughs> Needle nose pliers and a hammer. Yeah. So you Patience don't smack your finger. Yeah. So, so what would you do? Ah, God, I'd like lay it on the ground okay. and like get the pliers and just barely hover it. Hold the pin with yes. the pliers. Line like it up slightly in the hole. tap it into the hole and then just pull it apart or like it gets in there a little kind of sticks past the link a yeah. little bit. But you want to have that bottom link in there because if you do it without the bottom link, it'll bend the, yes. the outside links. Yes. And then yes. <laughs> Chains are lots of patience. So the other thing you could do is if you don't have needle nose pliers is easier. No, don't use your fingers. I'm just kidding. Um, use a friend's fingers. <laughs> friend's fingers. Hey, Beric, uh, can you come help me build a wheel and put this chain on? Um, is you could just cut off an extra link and leave that. Make sure you leave that pin out. And Fire. then you'd have to cut off two extra links from your other chain or your extra piece, right? Yeah. And then put it together that way, but then you're doing two different connections and that's a big headache. <laughs> oh yeah. That probably didn't make any sense. It didn't make you. sense in the future video. <laughs> yeah, because I had to do it a million times. You had to? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's always like, well, the pin, ah, oh, it's not out yet. A little more turn up. <laughs> like, Just oh. shoots across the room. <laughs> it's like, ah. <laughs> uh, dude, it's almost midnight. Nice. I usually go to bed at nine and here we are. I have to go to work tomorrow morning. Um, okay. So I guess that's everything. This was, dude, this is good. I'm happy. I spent a lot of money on this. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> so sarcasm. <laughs> we'll no, never no, know. No. Oh, we got to read the comments from last one. Tee. <laughs> okay. Matt Silipa, Silka, Silka, Matt Silpka. Matt's in the lives a lot. What's up, Matt? He says, love both the army green and the teal drip Sabrosa colorways. I was, I was pretty impressed with the teal drip. Like I said in the, the thing, army green's not my color. Um, both of our bikes are really boring. <laughs> Leave it down below if you prefer colorful bikes or plain black bikes. We were talking about that too. Actually, yes. <laughs> good idea. Very good idea because, yeah, so I was trying to figure out if kids... Like, why do bike companies spend the X? Like, you got to think it's a lot of money and time to create different variations in different colors. And they're really exotic colors. Like, I talk about the Kink Cloud. I absolutely hate that color. Um, but there's other colors, and I still, like, they're not that good, you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what the Kink Cloud is. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, like, dark. I don't know. But... But there's some really flashy colors and there's some bland colors, but like, why don't bike companies make just one plain color? 
of bike? Is it because colors are that important? Like literally let us know. Cause I'm really curious. It would help me out a lot. <laughs> also same. Um, you don't like the color? Not really. Yeah. Did you even look at it? Yeah. It's like some weird yeah. gray, blue. Green. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It looks like poop. Mm. I mean, it's unique, but it's not something I'd personally buy. JDA 79 says, man, I may have to come down to Tucson and say hello. They let spectators in question mark. Um, dang. I hope, I hope you did go, but I was definitely not there, <laughs> but I replied to him. I said, Hey man, I'm, I did a McTwisty on my neck and I am not going. Uh, Carlo says a BMX rider will wear Prada, but not while riding. So you saw the Augie Prada collab. The one where he's like wearing a trash bag. <laughs> I don't know, I swear organic memes like made fun of it. Or organic BMX memes. I don't know. Um, like who wore it better? And it's somebody with a poncho and then whatever. His I don't name think is. so. I think it was just like a, a photo shoot thing. It's like he's wearing a Prada shirt and, and weird leggings, pants. Oh. Um, this this goes about a lot of, of companies supporting BMX and putting money into the sport that aren't necessarily in BMX. There's a lot of drama on whether Augie is like a sellout now because he did this collab with, with Prada, but I think their shirt's like $2,200. <laughs> I don't, but I mean, if he's making money with modeling, like, yeah, go for it, man. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the argument was that no BMX rider could ever afford Prada. And I mean, that's, that's true in a sense, I guess. I don't know. I see some of these kids buying like thousand dollar completes. And I'm like, dang. Oh yeah. Um, so I don't know. I guess I would never even, I I'd, look, I want a Gucci shirt just, just to flex. Yes. Also same. Yeah. Just, just one, you know, to wear like, you know, you just want even a Gucci wallet. Just have like no. basketball shorts and a shirt. No. Cause you got to sh like, extrinsically uh, motivate it. Oh, Yep, Gucci wallet. Wait, wait, remember that time you pulled out your wallet? You dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he pulled out his wallet and like just flipped, and it just fell. And he like looked at me like this. It was so funny. Um, that's what if you did that with your Gucci wallet, I'd swoop it. Um, but yeah, no, something like that just to flex. You know, okay. I wouldn't ride in it, and it wouldn't be like I love Gucci, so I'm wearing this Gucci shirt or bought this Gucci shirt. But I just want to have something like that, just because it's ridiculous. Yeah, because it's, like, it's ridiculous. Absolutely for the ridiculous. <laughs> Um, yeah. It, and at Woodward, speaking of BMX riders and, and stuff like that, I had a, a white tank top. This is how bad it is. White tank top. It was red and black, I think with stripes, but the shirt was so old. Like I don't buy clothes and, uh, the shirt was old that the black kind of faded to green and I'm riding and this kid's like, bro, is that a Gucci tank top? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, bro, it's the opposite. It's like a poor ass person tank top because it's faded. It's like a hundred years old. What are you talking about? It's hoochie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so that was ghetto and sad. I was like, dang. So that's when I was like, started looking at it. I was like, yeah, why, you know, like why? <laughs> JR, what's up JR? He says, designer brands have ripped off the skate community for years and now they're doing it in BMX. I'm sure Augie had good intentions, such as paycheck and possibly different doors he could open. I love Augie as a person and a rider, but I do not support these designer brands ripping off our sport, lifestyle, and culture. They just cash out and give nothing back. It's bullshit. Well, isn't Nike kind of doing that with Nigel? Who for? <laughs> Nigel Sylvester. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, what do you mean? Cause I know Nike kicked their whole BMX team, yeah. but they kept Nigel to be like a model or something for them. So it's like, 
I mean, so they pretty much like said BMX isn't important, but hey, Nigel, we want to piggyback off your success. Yes. Or like we want, we want you to keep us in BMX without us actually being in BMX. Yeah, that was a big deal when they dropped their BMX program. Everyone was like, I hate Nike. I wear Nike just because they're cheaper. Like I get them when they're 40 bucks and they're really not that good. Like they do not grip at all. Um, not like Vans do. Vans off the wall shoes. <laughs> Please be a sponsor. <laughs> um, so one video we need to do is compare different shoes. Yes. Because people ask about that a lot. And like for bikes, it's really easy to just talk about how the specs affect your riding, blah, blah, blah. But for shoes, you can't really do that. And I really want to actually test some shoes. Yeah, because I know there's, God, I swear Steve Woodward just got picked up by a shoe company. Yeah, I saw and that. I think they're on Dance Comp as well. I've never heard of them. Same. But then there's Fade Footwear. There's like a couple out there. But it's like they're so hard to find and they're like a hundred dollars for a pair yeah, of shoes. Yeah, they're like not practical and yeah. but they are core BMX. I don't know. We talked about people I think I don't know, it's like BMX riders and they're like, Yeah, I'm gonna start a shoe company because there's no shoe companies and they're like, yeah. Oh, shoes are expensive to make oh, yeah. and BMX riders are poor <laughs> and nobody really cares about my shoe company. So that's sad. I miss low tech. Low tech. Etnies, those Etnies shoes that I shared, they were like uh, cream colored. Those are nice. Dude, the last two pairs of Etnies I bought have like fuzz on the bottom. The worst for riding. Like on the inside? So it's like, no, it's like on the soles. What? Like the front has fuzz and then there's like a small strip of rubber. And then the back has fuzz. I'll show you next time. That, that sounds awful to ride in. <laughs> what were you thinking? I don't know. In the picture, it's just rubber. No way. I meant to do this one. Oh. Thought there was going to be a boo. No. I don't have a boo. No. It's just rubber. Yes. Mm. Boo. <laughs> you sound like moo. Um, okay. Uh, wait. That was the last one. Oh, we, we got way off topic about the, oh, yeah. the designer Prada clothes issue. Um, okay. I, I don't really know. Um, I, I still think... Like everyone said, get that money. Um, I don't necessarily get how they're ripping it off. Yeah, I don't. Are they? I don't think so. I mean, it's kind of like, well, I mean, they're not like appealing to BMX riders, I yeah. don't think. I think I, they're just using a beautiful man with yeah. a BMX bike. Yeah, and like his passion. To be fair, like the BMX culture sucks in a sense. It's like, yeah. look, everyone gets pushed out, right? We right. we only like things that, that we're comfortable with. It's like... I don't know. I, I love it because it's a really tight knit culture, but in the same sense, it's really, is it particular or like, like is, if Prada is about good vibes and spreading good vibes, like BMX isn't necessarily it in a sense um, mm. for the general scheme of it, because it's like split up by politics. It's split up by people who love uh, like the Morgan Wade stuff and the, wow. the Corey Burglar. <laughs> but then there's the Scotty Kramer crew that, that love that type of stuff. And then there's people that hate vlogs and love vlogs. And it's like, there's like the free coasters and plastic pegs and kendamas suck. Yeah. And BMX is ruined. If you ride park, you're a park rat and you like sword. He's like, what did he say? He, he called me a park rat. I was like, bro, I will put on pegs right now and slap you in a game of bike. It's like, you can't be like that. You know, I think Ke the reason we love Kevin and Dennis for me personally is because they're so well-rounded. Oh yeah. And it's like, there, there is no like, like, what if Kevin sat at the park? Like uh, everyone's like, Oh, let's go ride this bull at Linda Vista. And you just sat there. Yeah. I only want to ride street. It's like, dude, nobody <laughs> like, nobody would like you, you know? Yeah. He's like, Hey, can you guys get out of the bowl? I'm trying to do a run. <laughs> yeah. That too. <laughs> it's like, 
I mean, like, if we're just firing shots at people, like Sean <laughs> Riccani. Shame on you. I used no, to like, love Sean Riccani until he got older and cocky. Yeah, he's, like, such a good writer, but, like, just who he has a, or who he was as a person. It's like, I don't want anything to do with this guy. Where, like, Garrett Reynolds, you watch him ride, and he's just, like, I don't know, he seems so humble and chill. Yeah, looks like he's just having a good time. Uh, I wish I knew when he was in El Paso, we could have gone, not kidnapped him, but kidnapped him. Yes. <laughs> um, I think, I don't Okay. If you had to choose who you would kidnap and force to, to session with, right? Nothing else. No loot acts. Force a <laughs> session. Okay. Would you pick three, three people? Kevin. Trying to think of writers that you really love. Um, Garrett, for sure. Got to get those two. Trey Jones. It, I feel like Garrett Reynolds, just because he rides more of like what I like to ride. But I mean, Kevin would still be, I don't know, they'd be, to me, they'd both be dope to hang out with. Because I've heard Garrett Reynolds is really shy, but yeah. I'm also really shy. So I feel like it'd be a lot of me just doing a little ledge trick and then him just like doing something crazy. Making him cry. Yes. You'd want a session with him. Yes. Like, hey, look at my feeble heart. And he's like 180 whip to fakey feeble. It's like, I just did a Smith feeble easy 180 first try. He's like Smith or bar Smith nose ice easy 180 half cab whip first try. It's like, okay. It's like, hey, you know, I got to go. Good, good talking with you, Garrett. Peace out. It's like, you want to see my feeble heart 180? <laughs> um, Okay, guys, so so that is, like, we're done. This is a long one. I, I don't know. Do you guys like the longer one or uh, you like the, do you like the longer <laughs> podcast or the shorter podcast? I had a lot of fun chit-chatting with Barrick, and, like, this this will be good to go this direction for sure as long as we don't get stabbed, as long as the quality is good. But um, one thing, Barrick has a hard time posting stuff on Instagram, but that's his favorite thing is BMXer Barrick. <laughs> So if you want to, you know, he is now an official part of the community as the oh Dugster Bob Discussion co-host. And uh, so go show some love. Hopefully he actually starts, he wants to be a part of the YouTube channel and we're trying to get him onto that. He would provide incredible amounts of value for you guys who are already in the sport, looking to learn more about different things and uh, work into vlogging eventually. Yeah. Um, so anyway, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Leave some comments on the things I told you to comment about so we have something to talk about next podcast. <laughs> yes. And come hang out on the live. What if we got Barrick on the live? Barrick got, an got annoyed last live. Yeah, a little. <laughs> I just don't like questions. <laughs> but some, we need questions. Some are very repetitive. Yes. Like... Hey man, I just, uh, I just, I bought this bike. What do you think? It's like, man, you already bought the bike. So, so you're good. Like it's the best bike ever. Love the bike, ride the bike, carry on. And, uh, I guess with that being said, love the bike, ride the bike and, and, uh, carry on. Yes. Thank you, Barrick. This was fun. Now we got to spend an hour undoing everything and, uh, we'll get some clips for you guys too. And then maybe the next location is a mystery. So, so anyway, guys, enjoy the rest of your whatever day this is and uh, share this with your friends. I'm going to plug that just because it's hard to grow a podcast organically. And if you're listening to this, like just share it and say this was half decent. And uh, yeah. All right. All right. Have a good day before we get stabbed. Bye. Peace. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Oh, that's laughter. No. <laughs> <laughs>